The information contained within this podcast does not consider your personal circumstances and is of a general nature only. You should not act on it without first obtaining professional financial advice specific to your circumstances. Paul Atherton is an ex-Wall Street advisor on a mission to help young people win back their financial power, wealth and security. He does this by helping them understand the hidden world of finance, risk and investments, helps them figure out how it impacts them and to seize the opportunities to make it work to their advantage. This is Paul Street Journal. I'm here today with Paul. How are you? Hi, Tim. I'm really well, thanks. It's good to have you. Well, I've been listening to your advice. I'm really excited for my future, and I'm I'm expecting expecting to to have quite a a good financial future. Can you tell me how I can really maximise my investing for riches? Oh, of course, Tim. And you you had me slightly worried when you said you were expecting and pause for so long. Um, but investing for riches, yeah, I think um, again very much overlooked and I like to get uh, and reach out to the youngest people and and say really start now and that's funny because that's exactly the last thing on young people's minds so I and and no one's ever no one's ever regretted uh, investing early I've never heard anybody say that oh damn I wish wish I invested later in life no that <laughs> doesn't happen um, so investing for, for investing is 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 incredibly powerful tool to enable you to have a very wealthy, successful, and rich life. So let's go through the list. And I, I think the, the first is, you know, leveraging superannuation. I mean, in Australia, we have that brilliant invention called superannuation. There's a lot of people very negative on it. And, and I think there's a lot of vested interests saying that they're negative, and I don't understand why. Um, a lot of young people don't consider that they're ever going to get their hands on it, which is nonsense. Of course you're going to get it. It's your money. It is yours. It will be yours. It's put there. It's in an enormously tax-advantageous position. Um, treat it like you're yours because it is. And um, it's, it's a fantastic, fantastic way. And, and um, it's put there on behalf of your employer. So what a fantastic way to, to leverage for you know, uh, riches for the future. So superannuation, we all should have it. Make sure you're not all employers actually do it. This is illegal. Right. Make sure it's being placed there. I've definitely heard about a few, you know, of um, my apprentice friends that yeah. don't get paid anything into super. Yeah. It does happen more than you think. It happens a lot. Well, businesses have that cut corners. Um, if you're if you're working for somebody that cuts corners, make sure that that's not one of them. The other thing is what uh, the tricky employers do is they say it's part of your compensation, but uh, it isn't. Right. This is what they, by legislation, have to do. So they're not doing you any favors. They're doing that because that's legally their responsibility. Okay, so that's number one. You've got superannuation. Number two is, uh, uh, I think, super savings. So you've got superannuation. It's been the but that's nine and a half percent. I think that's going to that's going to tick up by mandate over the coming years. But you can you can keep going, and I I suggest going as high as fifteen percent. So what you do is your salary sacrifice. So before the money gets taxed by the government and into your pocket at extraordinary high rates, as we know, before it gets taxed, it gets placed straight into super um, at the very, very low marginal tax rate that superannuation is. So that, uh, that that's perfect way you should be taking advantage of that. And if you automate it, in other words, it's taken out as a salary sacrifice before you see it, you won't miss it. 
and the wealth accumulation would be quite significant. And that, that tax efficiency is capped at 20 grand, I think. So 15, Correct. 15% is probably about right for most people. Probably. Even if you're earning about 120, it still comes under the... Yeah, you know. I think it's uh, interesting. I think also it's about getting the right balance. Um, you know, no one wants to put too much money away and then you can't live. Putting too small amounts is not going to do have that positive impact. 15% just feels about right for me. Uh, third... I really overlooked, really stunningly overlooked, and it's is the government has a co-super. So if you earn, I think as of this financial year, if you earn under thirty six thousand, it's going to sound a very exact number because it is thirty six thousand dollars eight hundred and eight hundred and thirteen dollars. So roughly, just slightly under thirty seven thousand dollars. The government will pay you 50 cents for every dollar that you put into super up to a maximum of $500. In other words, they will put in $500 for you and then that's it. They'll, once they've put in $500, they'll stop. So, a bit, so you have to get to 1000 to do that. So after 1000 they yep. stop paying money. That's free money, right? When does the government give you money? Just take advantage of it. And it's perfect for the young because a lot of the young people are working part-time this is this is your category. Take advantage of it. Um, and you, I just love to be able to track that government ad money, put it into a separate high growth account, leave it there for 30 years, because that's what's going to happen. And the amount of wealth accumulation through that free money would be massive. Okay. Fourth is uh, investing in an index and not a single stock. Um, if you think you can pick the next big winner, you're wrong. Um, I mean, forget about it. Who knows who the next Apple and Facebook is? Um, it, I mean, basically, it really comes down to, I think, down to pure luck. It is a tremendously difficult, uh, it's a tremendously difficult game. And as, as you know, I've worked on Wall Street all my life. I've got friends that do this for a living. I say all the same thing for them. I say, it's, it's just luck. They, of course, get upset with me because they spend a lot of time, a lot of money. They've got direct access to CFOs and research departments. But the statistics keep coming back year in, year out, that a simple index fund will beat them, right? And not just kind of beat them, really, really beat them, and always consistently. Um, so wh why, why bother? Just keep it on a low-funded index fund, maybe S&P or maybe Australian stock market something that indexes a broad spectrum of uh, the, the stock markets. And so diversify through, uh, the, the next one would be diversifying through more than just asset allocation. So people traditionally, and I think l perhaps people have challenged this since the global financial crisis, when people were in safety of bonds and found out those bonds were worthless, uh, or the safety of this or the safety of that and found that they weren't as safe. So asset allocation is a process for uh, risk management. Um, so I won't say it isn't. You know, put a certain amount on bonds and a certain amount on cash, a certain amount on stocks. This is a way to doing it. But I think you need to be a little bit smarter than that. What I tell people is what we're, we tend to be incredibly leveraged to Australia. And all my clients are. Well, once they become my clients, they're not. But So you have a house that is clearly... In Australia, by by a bank, an Australian bank, you have um, uh, you're employed in a company that uh, clearly resides in Australia, and you 
also have investments all in Australia and your bonds and stocks are all Australian. So you're 100% focused and leveraged to an Australian economy. Um, that's, not, that's not diversified. Um, so we're in a modern world. You can access international markets very easily and do it. You know, maybe really spend a little bit of time doing it. And this is real. It's when it's good to get a, a solid financial advisor. And look at those markets. You know, does, is, is Australia, maybe you want to look at the US or the UK or Europe, or perhaps even if you want to be brave, emerging markets. But I'm not saying put lots of money in there per se, but you, look, you really need to think about diversity in, in terms of uh, country allocations. Um, so you can, if there's a severe downturn in Australia, it won't negatively impact your, or less negatively impact your, um, your investments. So even you know even splitting it into thirds, let's say, and putting some in you know the S and P five hundred and et cetera. So then that way, if if one of them kind of goes down, you've still got kind of two thirds of your perfect. Yeah, I actually Tim, it's funny, and maybe you've been talking to me too often, but that that's one of my rules is the rule of thirds. Oh, you're joking. <laughs> yeah. So the rule of thirds, it's a third in Australia, a third international, a third potentially in bonds or whatever. But again, for 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 our listeners. Get, try and get some solid financial advice. If anybody sells you to put a third into Bitcoin, then run away. <laughs> it sounds like it's more like betting on a horse race than it is researching and investing. Well, think it's, about it. This is investing. It's going to be long term. And that's why I say indexes are so good. Hmm. I mean, the S&P, well, what do I always tell the examples? The Dow Jones was invented, or started in 1896. It will be here in 2096, right? Um, will Apple? I don't know. Facebook? I don't know. You know, we all said that apparently about MySpace. And that didn't go anywhere. So who knows? Um, I've, I've been around long enough to see the unbeatable stocks become very, very, very beatable. Um, but indexes are still here. Again, asset allocation, diversify your risk. People in Australia are nowhere near as diversified or risk managed as they should be. Excellent. Well, thank you for that advice, Paul. Awesome. Paul Street Journal. 